0: Welcome to AMR
1: Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell coming to you live uh, in front of a virtual studio audience, right, Sarah? Mm -hmm,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This
1: is something new for us that you schemed up. Tell the folks out in listener land what's happening. Well, so basically, uh, it actually wasn't my idea. It was Kathy Engstrom's idea who works for us. We were talking about Love the Run, which is a program that we have. That's a 10-week program with different kind of mix it up every round that we have it. And uh, it originally started during the pandemic. We did some virtual races and I think, people as a whole are over virtual races. They want IRL, right? Mm-hmm. So we were talking about different things that we could do with this program that would still keep the engagement going and also bring the love of running. So so we're in front of a studio audience with Love the Run athletes right now, but mm-hmm. we are actually going to broadcast this. So if you're listening to and you're like, oh, I'm an imposter. I'm not a Love the Run athlete. In fact, it's okay. we we'll put it out on the public channels in about two weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep, yep,
0: yep. So yes the people who are on the the webinar as it's happening can see that I am wearing our badass mother runner shirt and i had a very funny incident right before we started recording this i was like oh it's out here on the west coast it's still very light out it's a beautiful day and augie was looking a little um in need of going outside so i'm like oh i'll take the dog on a, you know 20 minute walk or whatever so i am i don't know 20 steps out our back door and this gal goes cycling by and i'm like i said i'm wearing our badass mother runner shirt and she's on the other side of the street and she yells out to me really great shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not like
0: cool shirt or great yeah. shirt, but really great shirt. I yeah, love it. I love and it. And I was so excited. And I, I was like, thank you. My company sells it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, it's on the back, Another Mother yeah, Runner. Exactly. Go to anothermotherrunner.com. Click on store in the top navigation. Uh, <laughs> so that brought a smile to my face on the, this sunny early fall afternoon. So that was fun.
1: That is great. Well, and we should also introduce people who are here live. Melissa The Burge is to my left on the Zoom screen anyway. Melissa is an integral part of our training programs and of another mother runner. So um, she's here to help moderate a little bit. So hi, Melissa in New Hampshire. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> nice, Thank nice. You. Well, and so both you guys, I'll, I'll start the a couple of questions here because both of you, Sarah and Melissa, are both kind of coming back to running. Mm -hmm. Melissa, you wrote a great post last week about a little bit about the imposter syndrome and kind of quieting the voices in your head that Mm -hmm. you're not at the marathon shape that you used to be in, which was 2019. So we wouldn't expect that given that it's, you know, almost three years later. But talk a little bit about the response you got to that post and kind of where it's put you now as you as you return to running.
3: Well, the response actually was overwhelming. I Really, seeing so many people read it and respond to it on my own Instagram and Facebook, and just visiting the comments on the a m r blog, it was overwhelming in that I did not realize that my experience would be so familiar to so many people, and that there would be so many of us that feel like where what how do I identify now? Maybe I did something significant like for me, it was running that New York City Marathon three years ago. And I don't know how to recapture that. Do I need to recapture that? What am I now if I'm not running a marathon anymore? And it was both heartening to know that there's a lot of us feeling that. And also it kind of broke my heart a little bit to know that there's a lot of us feeling that way. But I really feel like it's that feeling of being in this community and just knowing that we're kind of all experiencing this together and we're all going to walk through it together. It's been very encouraging. I mean, it still doesn't make it easy to go out and get a run in. <laughs> yeah, of course, of it's course. cold and rainy. But it does make me feel like, all right, there are a lot of people and we're in this together in yeah. a very mm-hmm. strange virtual way that we are.
1: A hundred percent. I'm not alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you, Sarah, do you happen to remember I read this at a, a lot of the... Um, I can't remember which book tour it was, but do you remember Beth? Well, I know you remember Bethany, who was so yes, funny. Yes. Um, f- Mom to four her boys. She birthed a tampon. Yeah, mm-hmm. she birthed a tampon on one of our podcasts after she ran the Boston Marathon on behalf of Chobani mm-hmm. and and AMR. And her race recap was one that would bring anybody to tears. But I remember she said, this this wasn't my race. This was all of ours, all of ours together. And and then she went through and wrote down all the, you know, the different things that we go through collectively And it Mm -hmm. just really captured that what you just said, Melissa, you know, this wasn't just my race. This is all of our race, you know, and Mm -hmm. I and I love that feeling that we're all in this together, no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, you were at the track this morning at the track doing some (laughs) some uh, (laughs) quarter mile repeats. Is that what you were doing? I was. I
0: was. So, Dim, as you know, we're going down to Rancho La Puerta again to teach folks how to integrate running into their lives, how to become a runner. And so you know, I need to um, run the walk, walk the talk, don't just don't just talk the talk, but I gotta run the run. And my by and large, my back has been feeling better or the side effects of my bulging discs have been feeling better. So on Monday morning I walk to the track, which is at my younger daughter's high school, and it's about, I don't know, maybe three-fifths of a mile from our house and then I started I did a quarter mile ran a quarter mile walked a quarter mile ran then walked again and then went off and went walking in the neighborhood and then today's Wednesday so two days later I was like okay I'm gonna try to do three so I did three and I actually felt much better today you know what I loved best was feeling you know how when you look at an image and you can see what's actually there or you can look at the negative space and see what's not there, you know, whether it's like an Escher image or like, you know, the, is it an old woman or is it a, you know, beautiful vase or something like that? You know, those kind of images like that. And so instead of feeling kind of a little bit of the twinge in my inner thighs every time my feet hit the ground I tried to focus on that time when my both feet were off the ground because that's what that's what makes running different than walking is at some point both feet are off the ground at the same time so it was a little um, meta to to think about oh now 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 (laughs) (laughs) But, but it almost had a I don't know a quality to it an actual encompassed feeling to it, rather than just being in my head. I don't know. I'm. I don't think I'm describing it very well, but it. It was. I really enjoyed it.
1: That's well, and it's it's focusing on what's working instead of what's not, right? Or mm-hmm. what's you know focusing on the good things. I love that. That's great. I love it. I mm-hmm. love that you're out there. I love mm-hmm. that you like head to the track for the first time. Although it's a nice forgiving surface, and so that's that, a good. That that's is a good. That call. is why
0: it is because I've had PT and and Brittany, my trainer, and, and talking with some other. Bammers who are coming back from injury, how to starting on something that's smooth, that's even, and that's more forgiving. And you know me, I love to be outside. So going on my treadmill, not so appealing. You know the chances of finding found change in my garage is pretty low. So (laughs) uh, so I so I head out and the and the track has been I don't know it's it was refurbished within the past decade, so it's it's kind of cushy. And any money yet? Any millionaires uh, doing Uh, repeats before you? No money yet in the month of October. A bummer, you know. Here it is, the the fifth already. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did find a ten peso coin last month. So, uh, you know, maybe I need to bring it down to Rancho Llareta. There you
1: go. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, so we have, um, like I said, we have live attendees, which is fun. I love to interact with people. We both do. That's the mm-hmm. beauty of an expo is you get to talk to them mm-hmm. and not just interact on like Facebook. All right, the first person taking the leap into the deep end of this virtual AMR Answers is Dina. Welcome, Dina. Hi. Hey, Dina.
4: Yeah, I just I just wanted to know how to get past that imposter syndrome. Um, I definitely am a slower runner, like a, a real slow runner. And when other people say they're slow runners and tell me their pace, I just think to myself, I wish I could run that fast. Sure. Um, So it's just it's just hard to get past that imposter syndrome and finding somebody that I can run with at the same pace. And it's it's also hard in group runs because you're always the guy at the back. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, thank you, Dina. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think. Think about what I tell my kids. And I also think about an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, (laughs) (laughs) which is that, that it's about the voices in your head and the stories we tell ourselves and that what I tell my teens and it truly was a lesson I learned from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is that everybody's so busy worrying about themselves that they're really not thinking about us as much as we think they are. And that, you know, if Dina, if you're worried about the cars that are driving by, well, you know what, they're not out there doing it. And so one, let's let's hope they see you, but but let's also hope they're not judging you. And instead of them thinking, oh, she's so slow, if they do have any thoughts, if they pull their you know, thoughts out of their own head, they might think, oh, look at her. Great for her for being out there. Or, oh, lucky her. She gets to be outside on this beautiful fall day Well, here I am, you know, about to, you know, go back to the salt mines. And so just in terms of being, worrying about being judged by others, I really think people are too caught up in their own lives to think about each of us, to judge each other that much. And for the folks who do judge, you know, just that's rude and you can't hear those thoughts. And so just tell yourself they're not thinking about you.
1: There you go. I like that. I like that, Sarah. I mean, and the other thing, I mean, I hear you on the pace thing, you know, when, um, back when I used to run a lot, I was very cognizant of putting up paces, not that like, um, I'm a Swifty or anything like that, but like my fasts could be your slow, right. Or your slow could be my fast. And it's all, it's, it's hard because you think that, you know, because running is such a number driven sport, it's hard to get away from equating slower with not as good. Right. But the reality is we're all running the same race. I mean, that's such a cliche, but, you know, runners respect each other no matter what they are out there. And I did a podcast this morning, actually, with Sarah Wasner Flynn, who just qualified for Boston, you know, she ran a 328. There's no way in my best ever days I could run a 328. But what I complimented her on was that she went out, her first 5K was her slowest 5K of her entire marathon. And all of us can do that, right? All of us can learn to pace ourselves, you know, whether it's a a 14 minute mile or a I know a six minute mile. And I like that that running has that application to being in control of what how fast you're running um, being in tr- control of your own head you know your thoughts all that kind of thing so I hear you and I mean it's hard for me not to be like oh gosh I could have never done what Sarah did and I hear you there but I would also say but I'm I'm running my own race I'm doing my own thing I mean and as far as group runs go I mean there, there's not an easy answer right other than to say if it makes Sarah you want to say something well, I was going to say that I think we all need to, sh- to
0: show up for those group runs and that there might be other people who aren't going to group runs because, you know, Susie feels she'll be the last one finishing and, you know, Jessica feels she'll be the last one finishing, but that if you know dina take the lead and show up at that and that you know try going to a couple different ones maybe the the running store group run that you go to maybe that is a bunch of former collegiate runners so they're super fast but just try going to different ones you know go to more of a low key store or you know just find finding different ones because i also think if you go to one that's a training group for a larger race maybe you might be able to find different paces because I know for a fact, living here in Portland, which is, you know, Oregon's a very running centric state, that there are people of all paces and you can find them. You just have to show up at different, maybe go to a couple to find them. And then you're going to find somebody there toward the back. And you can then be like, you know, hey, I'm Dina, you know, maybe we could run together sometime.
1: Dina, where where are you based? I'm curious.
4: I'm in Alberta, Canada.
1: Alberta can't. Okay. So yeah. no, I have no, uh, I was about to say, oh, and there's a great group oh, there. <laughs> oh, yeah, or maybe Lululemon, given yeah. that they're a Canadian brand. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: um, But maybe there's like also like moms, like what kind of groups have you gone to? I'm just curious, have they been like co-ed or like, are they through a running store?
4: Yeah, it's through the sports store in the, it's a very small city of just 10,000. So um, it's the sports store, and yeah, it's a lot of people, the former ultra runners and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of marathoners and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. just, just that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, so if you're feeling super proactive, um, and this, and this may be, you may be like, no way, Dimity, but what about talking <laughs> to the owner, um, or the manager, whoever puts it together and saying, could we have, did they have like a women's only night or a beginner's night or something like that? Oh, that's a good idea, Dim.
4: Yeah, that, that is a good idea. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's
0: you know the, the, the um to jump in that I recently told somebody that I have kind of this um Dr Frankenstein mentality that if you can't find the sports partner you want create them and, and I'm not <laughs> saying go steal body parts out of a cemetery you know it's that time of year but but that <laughs> being Halloween and uh, but you know Molly my you know original best running friend. She wasn't a runner when I met her, but she had the interest. And so I fostered that. And now I'm doing the same sort of thing with pickleball with this woman, Jennifer. I saw a lot of potential in her, but I felt like lack of confidence was holding her back. So I'm just like... I got confidence to spare. So I'm like, here, take some of mine. Here's how to bolster it. And sure enough, she came down, you know, usually I'm the one who drives to the town where she lives. And I had her come down to Portland on Sunday. And, you know, I joked with her that, you know, I'm like, you're my, my latest project. I'm turning you into the player that I want to hang out with and play with. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. So good luck, Dina. Let us know how it goes. And I mean, I the, the best thing, you know, whether you're showing up, you create your own group, Or the other thing, one of my good friends in St. Paul, you know, one day saw a runner that looked like her Mm -hmm. and literally pulled over in her car and said, could I run with you one day? Right. So if you see another kind person out there like yourself on the Canadian streets, (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) you know what, she she looks nice or that looks like somebody that I could run with like take a chance, you know, and you could also do like a run walk group. That's the other thing, Mm -hmm. you know, that also like would bring in people like, because it is intimidating when you show up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm just recovering from my 50 miler. And you're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Like with your eight minute (laughs) miles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I would tell you is when people tell you their paces, just be like, oh, that's great. And just like, let that go out of your head as best Mm -hmm. you can. Right. Because that's about them wanting to like, tell you know, prove that they're a runner, which I get. I mean I talk paces, I like them too, but it's not it's not on your tombstone, you know, so just like let it wash (laughs) over you as much as you can.
4: Awesome. Thank you very much, ladies. I'm a big fan. Take
1: care. Thanks for the
4: question.
0: All right, who wants to follow in Dina's footsteps and and raise their little virtual hand and we'll call on you. We got one. Uh, Stacey, we'd love to hear your question.
5: Hi, I'm new to another mother runner. I first discovered the podcast and I enrolled in the love to run program. It's my first program. I'm absolutely loving it. Great. And I also love how my adult children who still live at home chuckle every time I say the name of it. (laughs) <laughs> but my question has to do not with running. I love, I actually do love to run, and that's not hard to get out the door for me. But what I'm not good at, even with this program, is getting the strength work in. And I was wondering if you guys had any suggestions or tips for those of us who don't find it quite as motivating to go to the gym as we do
1: to go outside and go for a run. Mm-hmm. I think you have to accept that it's not as motivating. That's the first thing, right? Like you have to kind of know that like, you know, if if running is your A game, running is a thing that makes you feel alive and you're out in that fresh air, like strength training is your C game that allows you to keep doing your A game. That's kind of what I think about it as. So, I mean, because there's nothing fun about planking on the floor, especially when you look down and you're like, oh, that's where my spare earring went or look at all those dust balls or whatever (laughs) that, you know, that it's not super um, engaging, but it does make a difference. So, so so, some of the things that I do personally to kind of get myself going is put on really good music and I pick two moves, right? Maybe it's a squat and a plank. Just say really easy, basic moves. For the first song, every minute, I'm going to squat for a minute, plank for a minute, squat for a minute, plank for a minute. Whenever that song is done, those two moves are out the window. Okay, pick mm-hmm. two more and do that for like three or four songs. Like in, in the moves, you know, you can pick moves that... You know, I put up in the love the run strength circuits, or you can pick ones that you like or PT moves, but don't make it. I think sometimes we think about strength, like, oh, I got to go to the gym. Oh, I've got to change into, you know, a sports bra. I've got to, you know, make it an hour. It doesn't count. Like strength is one of those things that adds up. So if you can do 10 minutes, three days a week, great. And then maybe next week, it's 10 minutes, four days a week, or, you know, add five minutes here and there. It doesn't have to be a 45 minute session at the gym. Like, can you work out at home, Stacey?
5: I can. I don't often, but that's very good advice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, Stacey, I hear you on the loving being outside. I'm definitely that person. And so that when I was training for, uh, the, Missoula Marathon 2020 that didn't happen. And I was following our heart and soul, one of those programs that had, you know, 20 minute sessions in it. And so I would do those after my run on our back porch, it's covered, and as Dimity said, I would put on music, you know, play my iPhone, and do that outside, and so that I was able to still stay outside but get the moves in. And occasionally, I'd watch some of the videos with Dimity and uh,
1: <laughs> follow along. You're like she's uh, always she's she's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get yeah. out of my house, Dimity. Get out of my back porch.
0: <laughs> so that and you know and and Dimity, you have been known to do strength moves, you know, in the middle of a, a walk or back. The day during runs, that sort of thing. So, that there's, as Dim said, you don't have to go to the gym to do it. But then also, I definitely don't ever find it very appealing to just go to the gym and do strength training on my own. So, if you can swing it, either try to get a group of friends together and get group training sessions, go to a a class. um, You know, that would be a more cost effective way of doing it. Or I finally decided the years were ticking by and I needed to up my strength training game. So I now pay for a trainer and just really enjoy it because I love my trainer so much. Brittany, she's one of my co-hosts on the Friday podcast. And, you know, so I really look forward to that because I get to see, Brittany. And it's only when I get there that I'm like, oh, right. She's going to make me do really difficult things.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other things, you know, sometimes, you know, you can fold it into your run in that. So say you're going to run for 30 minutes, like instead of running for 30 minutes, take that 10 minutes at the beginning, like Sarah said, and do it on the porch. I think it's better to do it in the beginning of your run because mm-hmm. it's afterwards you're going to be like, oh, well, I just exercise. So I'll just do it later. Right. So if you can kind of use it as almost a warm up, yeah, I, I would also do that. So I would, I mean, what what do you like to do, Stacey, when you go to the gym?
5: I mean, I try to use the machines and then a little bit of free weights, but I think getting to the gym is a barrier. So I really like the idea of working it into real life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
5: And also using it as like um, a warm-up. That's a great idea because it's like, if I can do that, then I get to run. <laughs> because you're right, after the run, there's no way I'm going to do it after the run. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like all of the advice music, friends, classes. I That's need to take great. notes. Thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Well, you
1: can listen to the episode again and then you can hear us say it all over again. <laughs> and in the Love the Run, we have, I don't know if you've seen them or not, but there's three 15 minute strength circuits that I did that don't need any weight. One has a chair. You can do those. There's a yellow, red, and orange one, and you don't have to be on that certain track to be on it. But also, if you go to our Train Like a Mother Club YouTube channel, there's mm-hmm. six Train Like a Mother Club circuits that are in there that are 20 minutes. Um, again, like the only equipment is is a resistance band, very like running injury preventive specific circuits. So Again, they're not it's not going to like rock your world like Peloton does, you know, or could, you know, but, you know, there's no music playing, but they're super functional, kind of fun. And um, and it gets it done. So, yeah. So that's Great, what I would yeah. recommend. Mm-hmm. I'll Great. check that. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Awesome. All
0: right. Glad you found us, Stacey. Thanks. So, hey, Allie, thanks for raising your hand. What's your question? Hello.
6: Hello. All right. So I am here in uh, Mississippi, so it is still very much warm here um, Mm -hmm. in running. And I have been encountering something recently that I think is related to the heat, but it's not happened to me before, even though I've been running in Mississippi for a while. And that is my feet would get really swollen in the middle of the run to the point where it was like, my shoes were cutting off the circulation and I had to like stop and tie them looser. And it, it it's only happened to me a couple of times, but it it's weird. So I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> well, now you're really stretching our limits here, Allie. I don't yeah. know about that. Sarah, Sarah's <laughs> got something brewing, though I can tell.
0: Yeah, I'm looking pensively out the window. Um, oh, okay. I guess, I guess my thought is I am not a, a person who worries a lot, as Dimity can attest. Um, <laughs> I guess I would talk to my doctor about that because I would worry that it's, I mean. I'm totally not saying it's gout by any means, but like I one of my good friends from a job a million years ago, he has gout and, and he's a super active guy. And I guess I would talk to a doctor about it because I'm thinking in all my decades of running, that's never happened to me. And I'm, it's, it's not going to be, you know, I I don't think we're going, you're going to be facing amputation anytime soon, but I would, I would
1: be um, concerned enough that I would go to a doctor. That's my response. That's her response. She's sticking with it. Does it have, so Allie, how often does it happen?
3: Um, It's
6: happened maybe three times in the past, like two or three months. So maybe once a month or so.
1: I mean, is it, does it happen to be around your cycle? I'm just curious. That, Ooh, I mean...
6: That's a good question. I don't mm. know. It might be, uh, mm. it's definitely been on warmer days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the two things that come to mind. And again, Sarah and I, this, this is not our uh, area yeah. of expertise. We can tell you to don't think, just go, but you know, um, uh, but, um, I think two things I would, I would kind of track it. Um, the other thing, uh, just sodium, I feel like sometimes makes me swell up a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you have maybe Mm -hmm. extra, because if it's really hot, maybe you're drinking extra noon or taking salt tablets or something like that, that might somehow Mm -hmm. contribute to that. Does it go back down as you're done when you're done running?
6: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely does And Even in the middle of the run, the first time it happened, it was one pair of shoes and I thought maybe it was something weird with those shoes. But then the next time it happened with another pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also found like the last time it happened it happens around two or three miles into the run. And then if I keep going, it like eventually eased up. So I don't know, like, yeah, mm. it's strange.
1: I mean, I feel like it's, and again, this is not, this is, uh, this is a joke. Just <laughs> a disclaimer <laughs> hashtag. You know, like sure. when you go, when I hike a lot, I get, you know, what I call like fat fingers, right? Sausage like fingers. Right, yeah, sausage right. fingers, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they're just awful, you know, and I can't get my rings off. And I look down, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I see my, like, my uncle who was like hundred pounds overweight, you know, I have his hands all of a sudden. So it might like have something to do like, like that it might be the equivalent for running, but I don't know. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. throwing that out there. So, but yeah, I mean, I would say if it continues, I would track it, like track it as far as to see if it has something to do with your, with your cycle or what you're eating or, or the drinking temperature. the yep. temperature. And then if it becomes more of an issue, then yeah, like definitely like a doctor.
6: Can, can I ask another question? That's not as hard. <laughs>
1: like yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay.
6: I'll start it with a little bit of a story. Uh, so I'm a teacher, and the one of the best compliments I ever received in terms of athletic achievement was some of my high schoolers were talking um, at the beginning of class, and they were talking about, like, could I beat so-and-so up? Could so-and-so beat me up, this and that and the other? And they looked at me, and they said, you know, Miss Leatherman, could you beat us up? And I said, well, I don't know. And they said, you look like you could. What are some of the the strangest athletic compliments you've ever seen?
0: Just the other day, guys at the pickleball court, one of them said, oh, I bet you were a volleyball player in college. And another guy who i had never spoken to before, I'd never seen him at the courts before, he goes, no, softball. And I'm (laughs) like... I'm like, I'm sorry, what, what what makes you, and because to me, softball players typically aren't 5'11", they're, I mean, Dimity and I a million years ago, I think you and I were on the same press trip where we got to meet a bunch of Olympic athletes, including some of the softball players, and I was like, huh, I always think of them as about on the shorter end of the thing, so I thought that was kind of random that they're like deciding what sport, and I'm like thinking, why has no one said basketball or rowing, but anyway... Um, I don't, and
1: people don't really think rowing. That's a nice compliment, a college volleyball player. Those are, uh, you know, some good athletes I just happen to know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I will say, I, so way back in the day uh, when I was, I, I rode after college to, uh, I was trying to make the Olympic team in 1996. It was a long time ago, different life, different world. But, um, but I went to, It wasn't, it, w- it wasn't aimed at me, but I was in the group um, of them and we went to a bar down. So we were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, and we went to a bar in Atlanta um, to, you know, like it was like our one day out in like a month. And, um, and uh, we walked by this group of guys and one of them goes, what the hell is that? (laughs) Like, like five women, totally strong and buff go by them. That was pretty good. Um, well, and
0: and also I'm reminded Timothy of when we were on, when we went on tour more often, make it sound like a band, but, um, that when we were in Syracuse on the book tour, the for train, like a mother, and we, it was you, me, um, I should mention you're close to six, four. I'm 5'11". We had a woman named Denise with us who was probably 5'10". And then Adrienne Martini, our columnist, was with us. And she's, I don't know, 5'9", 5'10". And so I remember um, one of the hotel staff, because we were in Syracuse, thought we were, you know, alumni from one of their women's basketball
1: team. team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a good question. Thank you, Allie. Yeah. Karen has a question as well. Hey, Karen.
7: Hey, I have a quick question about um, some TMI.
1: About, oh, um, no good
7: runs on the run. Is this is a new thing for me. I've been um, a runner for oh, more than fifteen years, twenty years, and starting this summer only when I run. I guess it's because maybe it's because it's been hot. I don't know, but in the the hot runs that I've done, and uh, they weren't all as bad as you know, each other. But if I've been running for like an hour or more, I've had to find a porta potty Mm. or find a spot next to a trail. Uh, And that's really not me. And I'm drinking the same thing. I drink Mm -hmm. a regular noon sport, nothing with caffeine. Sometimes if I'm running more than an hour, I'll do goo chomps, but I'm very gentle Mm -hmm. with them, like literally Mm -hmm. one chomp per mile. And sometimes I eat a little something like pretzels or a piece of peanut butter toast or something before I run. And sometimes I don't, mm-hmm. and it hasn't seemed to matter.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Because my first thought was whether you had, um, were taking in a lot of artificial sweeteners because I know those can be tough on some people's stomachs. So, so um, noon definitely should not be causing that problem. I mean, you haven't in your quote unquote regular life, in your non-running life, you haven't suddenly, developed a hankering for some type of, I don't know, no. diet soda or anything Something with castor yeah. oil in it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, and you haven't been eat upping your in, you know, your greens, your um, fiber intake, any of that?
7: I don't usually like if I'm just going to run six or eight miles the next day, I don't really change my diet at all. Right. Right, right. Whatever right. I was going to eat. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm curious, Karen, how old are you? Can I ask you? I'm 58. Oh, okay. So you've been, are you past, are you in past menopause? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so this just, I was, cause I was going to name. ship has sailed. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause I wanted to kind of nail it on perimenopause. Cause that's what I'm able to nail everything on these days. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, you're 52. All right. Well, so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, so the, the way that I would approach it and probably not the way to do it is, um, take an modium before you go. I mean, I know that that mm. you can definitely do that. Um, people do that before race day, you know, if they have really bad nerves and they know that it's going to come out and they're really they materializing their stomach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would try that maybe, but then also, I mean, you know, like Sarah said, the artificial sweeteners, like, you know, goo and noon are not, um, you know, terribly um, when you, when you, they don't tip very far that way, mm-hmm. but maybe it's time to try something different just to see if it makes a difference. Okay. You know, like maybe it's just that, you know, you're, That's the thing. Right. So maybe Mm -hmm. try, um, you know, an energy bite that you make yourself or something like that. Or um, or maybe just some troop Mm waffle. Yeah. Yeah. Or just maybe some straight up water for, you know, I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could definitely just play with that a little bit.
7: an, An hour. I could probably just do water and then just
1: eat something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always the one that takes the Advil. So I'm always like, okay, what can medication do <laughs> instead of like looking for the deeper cause? So um, I, you know, again, if it's something that persists, it might be something you want to ask a sports nutritionist about, but you know, you could probably mm-hmm. mitigate it a little bit now.
0: Yeah. And I would okay. also say maybe see if the situation clears up because I know that, you know, I definitely try to get my fruits and veggies and everything. You know, it's not like in the winter time I, I don't, I only eat pasta and fiber or something like that. But I, but I do find that I eat more fruits and vegetables and probably more varied fruits and vegetables in the summertime. So maybe it's, maybe it's that, you know, maybe. Yeah. So back to Dimity's suggestion of kind of keeping track of, of what you're eating. Maybe, I don't know, did you really dig some kale this summer or, you know, (laughs) I don't know, go on a, a pepper binge or something like that. Yeah.
7: Usually it's more the berries and they, they do are, yeah. they are kind of high in fiber. So
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: that's a yeah, good yeah, thing so. though.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Good. Thanks awesome. a lot, Karen. All right. We've got, a, I would say this the right way, Aditi, is that how you say your name?
2: Yes, it's A Ditty. Um, oh, sorry. sorry. Difficult name. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for everything you guys do. You've made it a lot easier to get back into running after having my first kid. Um, I have two questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is, so I recently found myself with a calf sprain after a 10 K actually back in August. And I've been working on that, going to PT. I got cleared to go back to running, but I'm kind of taking it slow. So I'm now kind of very off schedule for my training for my upcoming half marathon, which is in the beginning of November. Mm -hmm. I've been cleared to get back to running and I'm doing like maybe three or four miles, three or four times a week, but I'm kind of worried about upping the mileage and upping it quickly so i'm wondering what you guys recommend and i think maybe if you recommend like cross training like cycling for example i've never done that before but how to incorporate Mm -hmm. things like that to keep the mileage maybe a little bit easier
1: sure sure do you have a bike at your disposal
2: i have a bike and i also have a stand that i can put in the garage where it can become like a stationary Mm -hmm. bike
1: system uh, that's what was my second question so that's perfect that's what you need I wouldn't recommend trying to do workouts on the road unless you had like a very long clear bike path but it's hard to try to you know unless you're training for something that's really long traffic and just bike handling and all that kind of stuff can get in the way of trying to get a more effective workout so so you can do three to four mile runs I would continue to up that with some and but but maybe, do run walk intervals if that doesn't hurt your calves just to get up to some higher mileage, you know? So it's in early November. So you have, gosh, what, like three weeks before it. Is that right? Like a month, maybe a month. Okay. All right. So, so first of all, is it like, I'm just curious, how important is this race to you? Is this like Mm -hmm. a must do? Uh,
2: It's not a must do, especially not like running the whole thing. So it's my third half marathon. So I've done a few before. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with like some friends. I would like to still do it, even if I'm walk running, but it's not like
0: a total goal PR race.
1: Okay. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I'm curious, does this race have a, sorry, Sarah, you want to ask another question? Oh, I was
0: going to ask that question. Is there a 10, is there a 10 K or a 10 mile or some other distance that's shorter than that? So you could still have the fun of, of doing this with your friends, but maybe not put the strain on your calf.
2: I haven't looked into it, but I think if I remember correctly, they might have had a 10K. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So you'd probably be able to, I would think the race organizer would let you drop down to that for no fee, you know, just swap your bib mm-hmm. um, at, at packet pickup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that idea a lot, but I can also like the idea if you feel like you can do it, doing a run walk with the idea that like, okay, if it starts, if your calf starts to get you in trouble that you are mentally ready to say, okay, I'm at mile eight and I'm done you know, or I'm at mile 10 and I'm done and I'm going to get picked up or whatever it is. Like, there's no reason. You don't want to go back to ground zero of hurting yourself again, right? Yeah, With a stubborn yeah. calf strain. So that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, honestly, if you're running four miles right now and you have uh, four weeks, that's not a ton of time to to get ready to go. I mean, you can definitely use the bike. And I would say, yes, use the bike. I would probably for every run, on your, uh, training schedule, you know, so say you have a five mile run, like I would run kind of every other day. So maybe four days a week, the most. Okay. And, uh, say you have a five mile run that you are going to skip because it's on, you know, you run Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday or something, and Mm -hmm. it's a Tuesday and say you run 10 minute miles. I would ride the bike for 50 minutes. Now that said, you know, riding the bike for 50 minutes on the trainer inside. If you haven't done that in a while, will also (laughs) bring out some injuries and some, or not some injuries, but some, you know, some muscles that will feel different, especially sitting on the seat for a long time. So again, like that's something to ease into, um, a little bit. So I would say maybe start with 20 to 30 minutes and then try to, try to build up a little bit. We do have in our train, like a mother book, I used a training plan to train for a marathon. I got a stress fracture in my one of my feet and I used a bike for a good portion of that. And so it's definitely doable. I'm just saying like right now with four weeks to go and not, not a lot of, uh, you know, I am assuming that you're, you haven't been riding the bike very much or have you, I'm sorry, a I should have asked that.
2: No, Aditi, I've been doing runs like three or four times a week and then strength training twice a week.
1: Okay, well, that's good. That's good. I mean, so yeah, so I would do some strength training and I would get on the bike, just start to get on the bike, you know, go for 20 minutes after one session, go uh, 30 minutes after one session, um, and just kind of see how it goes. And then for this one, I would kind of say, you, I would love for you to get up to eight to nine miles mm-hmm. somehow, you know, before that, if you want to do the half marathon. But again, that's got to be completely pain free. And so mm-hmm. if that's not the case, then you need to say, okay, well, let's go do the 10K because we want you to be able to run with your friends and, you know, and do do fun things instead of having to come back from a calf strain again. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. That was my thought too. Like it just started being at the point where I can do those three or four miles without pain. So I feel like I could probably do an eight or nine mile run, but I just don't know what would feel like on the other end of that. So that's where I've been kind of wondering.
0: Yeah, you got to gotta keep the long view, particularly if you, you know, you mentioned you had a baby recently. So I'm assuming you're young. So, you know, you got to think about your longevity in the sport.
2: Thanks, guys. Can I ask one so, more question?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah ask, your, ask your second question. And then after that, we're going to wrap this. So, yeah, go ahead.
2: Okay, I don't know if you've had this question before, but I'm also like some of the other questions people with questions wondering about finding like a running group or a group of running friends um and I find it kind of difficult with my schedule so I'm wondering if you've ever had anybody who doesn't have social media like kind of connect with each other I've been thinking about going to a retreat to do this but like maybe in a group chat or text or something like that just to support each other even if they're not in the same location
0: Oh, well, you know, it springs to mind that uh, we did an episode of the podcast that had these friends who Dimity and I met at Rancho La Puerta, and they lived on opposite coasts. They were college buddies, if I recall correctly, Dimity. Mm -hmm. And then I had them on the podcast. So they would talk to each other over their Bluetooth headsets as they went running And so where, you know, I seem to recall one of them lived um, in Los Angeles and the other one, like I said, was back on the East Coast. And so they would just talk with each other, you know, say, "Okay, you know, I'll start at 10 a.m. and you start at 7 a.m. Because of the time difference, that would be their time to catch up with each other. So I don't know if that's what you were aiming for
1: or... I think that would be helpful, especially if she's got a running friend that she already knows that lives somewhere else there. I think that's a great idea. I also think that she's looking to, because it sounds like you're not really on social media. You're not a Facebooker and you're not, are you um, on, on Instagram or anything? Yeah, I
2: don't have any of the social media kind of stuff.
1: Mm, Good right for on. you. Yeah, <laughs> right wow, you're my idol. <laughs> um, so we did, at one point, we tried a, a long websites many, many years ago, had a Mother Runner map on it where we tried to connect people, and it just didn't quite have the effect and the efficiency that we wanted. I think the retreat is a great idea. I mean, you definitely are going to make some great fast friends at AMR retreats, and and texting is always an option there. I mean, one thing we can do, though, and I know that you're in the love the run right now, obviously... I would be happy to, in the next newsletter, um, send out a a call maybe for a Google form if people want to see if they want to connect offline and um, and see what kind of response we get. I'm, I'm happy to see if that would uh, maybe bring you some virtual motivation pals or something like that. How does that sound?
2: Yeah, that would be great. I was just trying to connect with other people that maybe feel like they need a little bit of the port here and there on the
0: run. And I was also thinking just, I mean, that if you don't have people that you deem your running pals already, I mean, maybe text some of your buddies from, I don't know, you know, old jobs or college or your high school buddies and, and something. And you might find that they're also looking for that type of accountability and motivation. And so that you could kind of build the relationship from there and and be reaching out to each other.
1: Yeah, Definitely. that sounds great. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. You are welcome. Good. Well, thanks everybody. That was really fun. I like, I like the, I've, it it's like fun. our version of a uh, car talk, right?
0: It was, It. we've always considered ourselves click and clack. <laughs> um, and, and I, I just want to say that it's been lovely to see Dimity smiling this whole time. And uh, oh, I could thanks, tell, Sarah. I could tell that you were really enjoying
1: yourself. So that was fun to witness. Oh, thank you. Well, and this was, thank you for doing this because I know that you prefer a a no video screen, but um, <laughs> but you but you did very well, so it was very fun, even with our harder questions.
0: I'm gonna go make cornbread because I uh, made chili for the first time in a long time, and. Uh... <laughs> I just have to share my idiocy. So, you know, I got my three vegetarian kids. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that, you know, fake meat, like the Beyond Meat, one of those things. And, yeah. But usually I when I did make chili back in the day, I would make it with turkey meat. So I go to Whole Foods this morning. I'm like, they only have fake beef. And then I'm like, really? Do I have that sensitive of a palate that I can tell the difference, whether it's fake beef or fake chicken? Like, I was such an idiot. So So anyway, so that's what we're having for dinner tonight.
1: So. Well, that sounds really good. Enjoy enjoy on that nice perfect fall day all right well thanks everybody and for folks who want
0: to uh listeners of the show dim do you know our number it's badass one
1: is it what is it four seven zero badass one Mm mm-hmm Uh uh-huh that's what yeah and
0: whatever that whatever that is if i could hold my phone far enough away from me we could see what it is so yeah so that number will be in the show notes so that if you have a question for one of our upcoming shows we would love to hear from you because if you have questions we're here with answers or at least you know telling you what we're having for dinner a laugh or two exactly yeah yeah all right thanks everybody